0: There's a story about this Native American that, that was in New York's uh, city visiting a, a friend, and they're walking down Manhattan, uh, and you know the streets there are just filled with people, and everybody's rushing here, rushing there, a lot of noise going on, and uh, uh, the Native American said to his friend, says, uh, "I think I can hear a cricket," and the guy said what do you mean? You know, we're in New York City. There's, there's cars, and there's traffic, and there's the rumble of the city, and, and, and there's people talking and yelling, and there's music over there, and how can you hear a cricket? And, no, I can hear a cricket. So I searched around and found a planter there next one of the doors, doorways into one of the buildings, that, and filled, uh, fooled around there, and the bark mulch there, and, and sure enough, there was a cricket. Uh, and he said, Yeah, oh, that's amazing that you could have heard that cricket and all of this noise. And he said, Not really. Depends on what you're listening to or listening for. He said, Here. And he pulls some coins out of his pocket and he drops them on the concrete there. And immediately everybody within a block turns around and looks. <laughs> what you're listening for is what you hear, what's important to you gets your attention. So if you're listening for crickets, (laughs) you can hear them. And if you're listening for money, then that's what you hear as well. Uh, So what do we hear today? What voices have you heard? Or last night? Or or during the day yesterday? Or what do you hear day after day? Ah. Do you hear the rants on Facebook and Instagram and and the tweets? Do you hear the latest gossip about Hollywood movie stars or uh, musicians or sports personalities uh, on entertainment tonight? You listen for the latest tweet from from a... uh, Justin Beaver, or or maybe the latest tweet from our president. Shows like Entertainment Tonight don't get their ratings from people that are listening for crickets. If your ear is tuned to the latest tweet from the president or some reality TV star... You don't hear crickets. I think even though there are times of great service and great ministry like yesterday, I'm afraid that a lot of times we are much more like the general population and we're not listening for those things that are part of God's glory and honor. We're listening more... Well, our ears are tuned just like those of the rest of the world. We're listening to the material things of this world. Yesterday as we were packing food and it was interesting how many people knew the words to the material girl... Our ears are more tuned to hear the dropping of gold coins than crickets in a planter. I don't believe we think of ourselves as materialistic. We certainly wouldn't want to be that. But the world has a way of uh, of just overwhelming us. And we become much more like the world than we think we are. We'll say, well, I just want a few conveniences. It's just our list of what is convenient is much longer than, well, it's really big. It takes a lot more for us to be convenient. Jesus uh, has a word for us. To, we've been looking at the Sermon on the Mount for the last couple of months, uh, you know, we spent some time in the Beatitudes. KT talked to us about the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Uh, we talked about how Jesus came to fulfill the law, not break it, and and how uh, he is an example of us uh, of obeying the will of God. We talked about how we honor God with our language. How we must not take His name in vain. We've talked about loving our enemies, and in fact. A wonderful, a uh, powerful time for us, I believe, as a whole congregation a couple of weeks ago, was when we wrote down on a card someone that we were having trouble forgiving. By the way, the elders prayed over those, the, those uh, concerns that you had. I believe that was a powerful time for all of us together. I know it was a powerful time when, when the eldership prayed over those, those concerns that you had. Uh we do need to be a forgiving people if we want to be forgiven ourselves. Last week we talked about fasting, and I don't know how many of you have talked. Uh, uh, it, it was a rough week in my family because of our travel back and forth. It, it, if you've not sought to develop that spiritual discipline, I hope that you do soon. You may start by just. Uh, skipping one meal and during that time, spend that time in in prayer or devotion, reading your scriptures. You might, after you've done that a time or two, move into uh, a daylight fast, not eating all day long, uh, waiting until after dark and then eat. Or then after you've done that and you feel fairly confident in that, you might go to an all-day. Sometimes they say a 24-hour fast, but really for it to be true fast it's a 36 hour it's uh, supper one night to breakfast the uh, the next how's that two mornings uh, anyhow (laughs) Uh, skipping the whole whole next day and meal today I want us to continue looking at the Sermon on the Mount and continue looking at the word Jesus has to us about who we are because after all kingdom people need to be different from worldly people And certainly none of us would say, well, yes, I'm a worldly person. But I'm afraid that the world has a way of just invading us and we become more like the world than we realize. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. The Lord's not telling us that possessions are wrong he's talking about what we live for what we're listening for what's the important thing in our life persons in the church had possessions remember mother of the, uh, uh, Mary the mother of John Mark uh, had a h- house there in Jerusalem that the church met in uh, or the Macedonians made up contributions and brought that money or sent that money with Paul for the Christians in Jerusalem, Jesus wasn't forbidding that we may have a savings account. In fact, Proverbs talks about the wisdom of the person that saves. Uh, He wasn't forbidding having things. He was forbidding or talking about the foolishness of selfish accumulation of goods that make us Poor in heart instead of wealthy in spirit. That's the attitude that's always listening for the coins dropping on the cement. That's the heart that's never satisfied with what they have. But always looking to gain more. Kingdom values are different than worldly values. Jesus is talking about when we're storing up treasures for ourselves, as opposed to utilizing what we have for ministry, for others, to give Him glory and honor. Uh, It's that selfish attitude that doesn't consider others, doesn't think about ministry. And there are great times like this past week when we gave $30,000 to feed 320 kids. That shows that we are a people that have a heart for God. And we can be called to give God glory and honor. But it needs to be all of our lives, not just one week or two of our lives. All the time. He's calling us to a heart that uses material blessings in ministry and love the year round. He's calling us to have a spiritual heart that uses the possessions that He's blessed us with to give Him glory and honor. So material blessings cannot be stored forever. As he said, moths destroy, uh, rust destroys, thieves break in and steal. Things of this world, they are temporal. They don't last forever. And so people with a kingdom heart are looking for those things that last forever. The eternal things, not the, those things that rust, those things that decay. Because they all deteriorate; they'll cease to be. Uh, we try to keep them around longer. You know, we buy insurance policies and put burglar alarms on our houses, and we get big, uh, ferocious watchdogs. But if the thief wants to, it doesn't matter how big the dog is; he'll take what we've got. <laughs> it doesn't matter how well we protect it. Sooner or later, it'll rust. It'll decay. There's an expiration date on everything, even us. Look in our closets, you'd think that we didn't believe that because we keep buying things, we keep You know, I don't know if the rest of the world, but I doubt the rest of the world has as much square footage in storage facilities as we do here in the United States where we keep things that we don't need because they've been in that building for how many years and we've not ever used Now, you know, we've got a storage shed too. We keep buying gadgets and things and filling up our kitchen and our workshops and all these things. (laughs) Every so often we think, ah, we got to get rid of some of this stuff. And so we take it to, well, we do a garage sale or we take it to Goodwill or up to the blessing box. But the week we do that, then we go to Walmart and we buy something else. (laughs) I've mentioned Iris Elder before. uh, Dear friend from some years back, she went to northern Rhodesia when she was five years old and spent her entire life there, uh, saw that country become Zambia. When she was a little girl, her father, Don Merritt, said, you can have seven articles of clothing. And if they got an eighth, one had to be given away. She said her entire life, she had seven Articles of clothing that was hers. But we think, and she and her family and that mission family, by the way, that's that mission that they began is, is where uh, Bailey uh, was at uh, A couple of summers ago, spent the summer there. Our life is more than our possessions. You want to think about greatness. You want to think about kingdom heart. That's the type of people that Jesus is talking about. Somehow we think that we're better if we've got newer clothes. That doesn't make us better. It doesn't make us more righteous. It doesn't make us more faithful to God. Intellectually we know that it doesn't make that difference. But we still fall susceptible to the commercials. To this entertainment tonight uh, mentality. We keep collecting stuff. Most of it... (laughs) because we're temporal too a lot of it's going to outlast us and our kids will have to worry about how to get rid of it and most of what they won't want they'll put it in a garage sale sell it for 10 cents to a dollar and if we do know Lloyd what they're doing then we'll think what are they doing I paid good money for that (laughs) but you know it won't matter Because nothing we collect will go with us. We won't be able to take any of it. We can send things on ahead. Matthew 6 verse 20. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where neither moth nor rust destroys. Where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is there your heart will be also. So treasures that are stored in heaven are safe from rust, our thieves, our earthly decay. Of course, treasures in heaven are not the same thing as treasures on earth. It's a whole different set of valuable things. Uh, If we spend our earthly treasures in ministry, And the doing of good things and helping others and teaching others about Jesus and helping the least of these that are in this world. That's how we store up treasures in heaven. That's how we buy valuable things that will last eternally in heaven. If we put our hope and our faith and our love and our joys in heaven... Those valuable things will be with us forever. Intellectually we know that, but sometimes it's hard to emotionally understand that. Jesus says that sometimes our, our, our eyes get cloudy. We don't, hardly, we don't realize that, but it happens to us. Some of us, uh, Loanne and I had uh, a couple of years ago, we had cataract surgery, and we didn't real, realize at the time how cloudy our vision was. We kept putting brighter light bulbs in the house because, you know, the light, the house is just dark, and, and, and we quit driving at night because it was just, you know, the lights, the headlights aren't as bright as they used to, and, and you couldn't see. And then we had the cataract surgery, and I thought, Whoa, who put all these bright bulbs in the house? You know, it's, it's so bright in this house. Matthew 6, verse 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. You see, I think sometimes we don't realize that our eyes have become spiritually darkened. And we don't see as clearly and we don't realize it because it's such a gradual thing. The unrighteous, the selfish heart, it's filled with the darkness of greed. And it clouds our vision. With that darkened understanding, we cannot understand the fallacy of putting our hope in stuff, in things. And so we, we keep Trying to gather all of these things, thinking that somehow that makes us better, somehow that makes us wealthier. Done. With that darkened understanding, we value the temporal, and with that being blinded by materialism, with greed, with I don't know if this is a word, but I think it fits us so. hoardism. <laughs> Is that a word where you just hoard things? It's not a word. My, my word guy, Eric, you say, no, nah, that's not a word. Uh, but you understand it, so it's a word now. <laughs> we all have this saying of we hoard stuff. I, I, and, you know, that's, that's me. We got all this stuff. A clean eye is filled with the light of God's truth. A clean eye understands the will of the Lord, the knowledge of the Lord. A clean eye understands the spirituality. And, and a clean eye understands it's just stuff. And it has no real value. Even though a lot of people in this world give it a lot of value. So how blind are we? I give praise and glory to God because we are a people that, that we can see. And we have, not just this time, but this third year in a row we've done this. And we've, we've done other things as, uh, as, as a people reaching out to make a difference in this world. But our closets are still full of stuff. And our lifestyles are still so encumbered with things that do not advance the cause of Christ. Are not sharing the love of Jesus. Are not making the world a better place. So we need to, all of our lives. The things we do, the things we say, the work we engage in. We need to be showing the love of God. The the righteousness of God, the, the Spirit of the Lord to make this a better place. There's one more verse. We need to make a choice God or money, God or materialism, God or stuff. Verse 24. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Your Bible may say God or mammon. I think a good translation would be God or stuff. We cannot serve the world and God as well. Now Satan wants us to believe that we can serve both. Satan wants to, Satan, and, and we listen to it, and we hear, say, well, you don't have that much, and after all you did, go to uh, worship, you were there Sunday morning, hear this long sermon, and, and you, uh, you, you spent a couple of three, uh, four hours uh, preparing food that will be sent to Africa for hungry children, but then the rest of the week, we're, we're serving only ourselves, We're not sharing the love of God. We're not making this world a better place for our friends and neighbors and children. God does not want divided allegiance. He wants all of our heart. That doesn't mean we can't work uh, in, in a job in this world. We can't have a house to live in. What are we doing with the possessions we have is the Lord, the Lord of everything that we have? Or just two hours on Sunday morning? I want us to re-examine. And, and I don't know if, if today, you know, it's the way that it came up in going through the Sermon on the Mount. If today was the best day because so many of you gave so much this weekend. But ask yourself your whole life, what do I want? The things that I own, what does that tell, say about me? What do I do with the things that I possess? Are they mine and just mine and you can't touch them, you can't have them? Or am I using them to the glory of God? What do I want to get still? What, do I, what am I working to gain? Am I trapped by my possessions? In other words, do I own my possessions or do they own me? If I'm more worried about somebody taking them from me, than they own me, I don't own them. Where does my extra time go? Does it go in ministry? Does it go in showing the love of God? Am I building treasures on earth, or am I building earthly, uh, heavenly treasures? What's on my want list? We may not have written one down yet, but we've all got a want list. I want this, I want that, I want, yeah, we've we've got a, what do I want? New car, new house, new coat, new new TV, uh, Astros to win the World Series. Well, I shouldn't have said that. Do I want possessions or do I want ministry? On the top of my goal list, is it the salvation of my kids? Is it the salvation of my neighbor? Is it feeding hungry children? Is it clothing the naked? What's on my goals list? What do I want? If we were describing, describing our lives, our homes, our lifestyle, would it be extravagant, simple, serving, humble, arrogant, spiritual? Do you think our neighbor would describe us the same way we've described ourselves? Or better yet, or more importantly, what do you think Jesus would say if he were describing our lifestyles? I want us to do an exercise. We just finished providing meals for starving children. And and again, thank you for the way you worked on that. Next week, I want us to make a collection of coats and jackets, sweaters. We'll announce in the paper, and we'll put it on social media. If you need a jacket, you need a coat, you need a sweater, they'll be here. Obviously, we'll need more small sizes than adult sizes. Those jackets... Do not need to be what's worn out in your closet because we don't need to give what we no longer want or we no longer think that we are, uh, uh, that is worth our use. we fed hungry kids in the world. Now let's clothe cold kids here. Coming into winter next week, Bring a jacket, a coat, a sweater. We'll have this, and then the next week, we'll give this to the community. If you need to buy one, fine. You've got the money. Probably you've got four or five in your closet that you bought last year that you didn't wear. (laughs) Bring a jacket. Let's put warmth around the people in this community. And let's be a people who are oriented toward our imperishable God. Let's keep God at the center of our lives always. And those things that... That he's blessed us, or with those things that he's blessed us. Let's bless this community. Let's reach out and show the change that God has made in us. I believe we're doing that. Oh, and we are. Let's. We are now known as a people who want to give to others. Let's give to the needy in this community as well. We can't serve God and the world. We only serve one master. May that master be our Lord God in heaven. Be a single-minded Christian. Divided loyalty? No. Single-minded child of God. Last night, four were immersed into Christ. There are some here today that as of yet have not been baptized into Christ for their mission of your... I know you believe, or you're here. Step out in faith. Make that commitment. Say, yes, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, and I want to be His disciple. Be buried with Him in baptism for the remission of your sins. Let's, let's be standing. We'll sing a song in just a moment. If you're having trouble because of divided loyalty, we'll pray with you to help you be fully committed. If you're not yet a child of God baptized into Him, won't you do that? Won't you, we encourage you to respond while we praise God in song.